If your community is looking for ways to revitalize, today's episode is for you. We're sharing a success story from a program director who took on a disjointed community and dug deep to discover and overcome perception problems and disinvestment challenges, along with other obstacles, and eventually was able to breathe new life into her downtown by engaging both businesses and visitors. So I don't want to give away too much. Let's get right to it and hear directly from my guest. Joining me today is Shannon Lang, the Main Street Lincoln Park Program Director in Duluth, Minnesota. And I might add, a proud winner of the Main Street America's Award for COVID Response. So we have a lot to learn from her approach. Hi, Shannon. Welcome to the Main Street Beat. Thank you for having me. This is great. So glad you're with us. I know a little bit about you. I can share what I know and then have you jump in and fill in the rest. I understand you've been doing neighborhood coordination in Lincoln Park since 2015, I believe. And I also know your background includes brand marketing, retail hospitality, and something that isn't a very common credential is you have been a comedic performer. Curious to hear more how that experience plays into your role as a Main Street programmer. But why don't, <laughs> why don't you tell us uh, a bit more about Main Street Lincoln Park's evolution and maybe give us sort of a current state of your Main Street if you can. Sure, sure can do that. But I'm, I'm sorry you set that expectation because now if I'm not completely hilarious, then people will be kind of let down. I have a feeling you're going to be just fine. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, the evolution. So Lincoln Park is previously known as the West End of Duluth. That was the neighborhood name was actually called West End uh, many years ago, and uh, as in the West End of downtown. And the name was actually changed by city charter in the the 1990s to Lincoln Park. That's named after one of the bookends and parks in Duluth and our namesake park within the neighborhood. So no confusion there. There's Lincoln Park and Lincoln Park Park. Lincoln Park Park is in Lincoln Park. Yeah, I'm with you so far. So uh, (laughs) this sort of plays into things because there were many years of disinvestment in the neighborhood. There was a large freeway project that uh, was built that kind of divided things up within the neighborhood. And even though there was some really great infrastructure put in a small section of the uh, main commercial corridor back in the 80s, it was not kept up. And the sort of the ups and downs of the mining industry through the late 80s and early 90s really saw Duluth hit hard times as a city. And uh, this neighborhood in particular was hit quite hard. So there are some businesses that have kind of stuck through all of this, but when I came on board with Equilibrium 3, that's that's our umbrella organization that Main Street is under. When I stepped into that role, we had a lot of empty storefronts in a lot of buildings that needed a lot of work. Rust Belt City, of course, we have old buildings that need a lot of work. And there were a few early adopters in what I would call sort of that first wave of new entrepreneurs into the neighborhood who really could see a future of this neighborhood if we could get some of those storefronts filled. Ah, challenge number one, empty storefronts. I know this can be a common problem and many would love to hear your solution. So we brought in a consultant, uh, Michelle Reeves from Civilis Consulting out in Portland, and she sat down and, and How you many, know, Shannon, went, I'm going to interrupt yeah. you for one second. How many years ago was this? Tell, you may have said it, but I might have missed it. 
No, no, that would have been uh, just before I started with the organization. So late in 2014. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Yeah. And so she was brought in and she kind of took a look at the neighborhood and we actually had what would really is kind of an ideal situation for potential growth. We have two nodes that were kind of bubbling up, right? So on the east end, we had Frost River and we had Bent Paddle Brewing. And on the west end of the neighborhood, we had the Heritage Sports Center, Clyde Iron Duluth Grill, but really not a whole lot in between. So that sort of gives you that opportunity to sort of grow that that corridor in between the two nodes. So folks started meeting under the heading of Advancing Lincoln Park. And Advancing Lincoln Park was meeting, oh, at first, once every couple months or so. And there was a conversation about having a pop-up to encourage uh, potential tenants for the neighborhood. And it was by invite. There were several folks that came in. So pop-up, meaning they would take over empty spaces and, and do their thing in that space for a short period of time. Yep, uh, empty storefront, a uh, couple of empty storefronts actually that were connected, and uh, and they came in and sold their wares, and it was a wild success. Holiday time? It was right before holiday yeah, time, between yeah. between yep between ha- Halloween and Small Business Saturday. So oh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, basically, early part of November okay. of that year. And like I said, wildly popular. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, folks, all kinds of folks, myself included, were inviting people to the Advancing Lincoln Lincoln Park meetings, where we basically were selling the neighborhood, (laughs) just saying, hey, uh, you need to be here because the people we asked were makers, people who did Mm -hmm. things with their hands, Mm -hmm. makers. And really the expression or the, or the moniker, if you will, the, uh, of craft district just immediately took hold. Nice. So you found an angle or, or a niche and went after that segment of business, it sounds like. Right. So uh, that was happening. Meanwhile, I had secured a grant, uh, a neighborhood stabilization marketing grant to help put together some of those brand materials for a neighborhood. So we were able to develop a neighborhood logo and a neighborhood hashtag slash tagline. Uh, There's about a dozen people-ish that met on a regular basis about uh, to, to kind of move through this grant process and develop these things. And they came up with a hashtag slash tagline of crafting something great. And the consultant that we were working with tried to dissuade them every which way because it's too long you're taking up Mm. too many of your characters with that and they held fast Mm -hmm. there's no this is our tagline this says who we are and now i put it on a facebook event not too long ago and it popped up that 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 hashtag has now been used over a thousand times Uh. which for a little neighborhood like us is pretty big deal yeah hashtag crafting something great i love that Again, driving home the district's personality. Yes. So that was happening in the meantime, uh, right, alongside of these Advancing Lincoln Park meetings and then the pop-up. But after the pop-up, there was a little bit of pushback from uh, the folks who created that pop-up that some of the businesses that were already existing in Lincoln Park that had not been invited to that pop-up, they kind of felt a little bit put out 
and I, I don't blame them, right? They kind of working through the hard times and mm-hmm. not invited into this space. So I was tasked at that point to come up with a different type of event that would be more inclusive for future years. And so at that point, making it democratized for everyone and equal opportunity. And yeah, that's also a common challenge, I assume, keeping things fair for existing members while you're at the same time attempting to entice new businesses. Right, exactly. So I kind of put I put on my marketing hat, my brand hat and uh, took a look and and really what one of the biggest issues the biggest problems of the neighborhood was perception and that was that was borne out by some interviews i had i i I interviewed about two dozen people a little over two dozen people some people who worked in lincoln park some who lived and worked there some who just lived there about half women half men even though the group was relatively small, I tried to get a good slice of folks through there. Homegrown focus group kind of thing? Yeah, and I and I met with them one-on-one and I asked okay. them all the same, same three questions. I asked them, what do you think are the three biggest challenges in the neighborhood? What do you think are the three best things about the neighborhood? And what are your ideas for the neighborhood? And these three questions usually averaged out to an hour and a half long conversation <laughs> for each one, which I which was very valuable to me. Yeah, well, they are obviously invested, and I think you probably means you asked the right questions too. They had a lot to say about it. Well, I, I hope so because uh, what came out was uh, the biggest challenge that they listed was perception of the neighborhood. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, th- there are the the neighborhood is a little rough that there is problems, definitely problems that need to be addressed. However, not nearly to the degree that was perceived by other neighborhoods in Duluth hmm. in particular. Interesting. And just as an example, uh, one of the things that I started noticing right away, there were two things I noticed. One was that when you went on to things like Zillow, uh, Realtor.com, those types of places. Um, probably shouldn't have mentioned actual company names, I suppose. No, no, you're fine. But uh, they they didn't list uh, on the map. It didn't say Lincoln Park. On the map, it would say West End. And when houses were listed by local realtors, they would rarely put, use the words Lincoln Park. They would say Lower Piedmont, which Piedmont is up the hill from uh, the Lincoln Park neighborhood, so uh, to try and sell the house better. So I'm thinking, okay, that's adding to the perception issue. And then I also noticed that our local um, news outlets would name the neighborhood. So if something bad happened in Lincoln Park, they would say, oh, on the 1800 block of whatever street, first street, uh, such and such happened in the Lincoln Park neighborhood. But when it happened in other neighborhoods with one except, well, two except, except for Central and Central Hillside, any other neighborhood in town, they would just give either the address or the block and not follow it with the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So you mean their reporting played to the perception of the neighborhood? Yeah, these were two things I noticed right away. I'm like, wait a minute, you know, this is just adding to the problem. So I thought to myself, if I had a crummy old house that looked, I mean, a house that looked crummy on the outside, but I had done all this work on the inside, what would I do? I'd have an open house. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I had an event that I called Lincoln Park Open House. And the idea was that every single business who wanted to participate could. 
their only parameters were that they had to do something at the same time on the same day. And then I would promote the event as a whole. So, you know, if one guy wanted to have hot dogs outside and somebody else wanted to, you know, have artists inside, mm-hmm. it didn't matter. Everybody could do what they wanted that was best for their business, but it was my job to then promote the event as a whole. And I had a bus that rode around the oh. neighborhood that pe- people could hop on and hop off. How great. And- Why wouldn't you want to participate in that? I'm sure, uh, did you have like 110% participation? No. The first year, actually, I had pretty good uptake. The first year I had, um, I think it was about two dozen. But then I I continued it for the next two years. Mm -hmm. And uh, by the end, I was up to about 40, which was about right. I thought that was about right. It worked well Mm -hmm. and really kind of got people talking. And it was really interesting to see it evolve. So year one, most of the people who attended were actually people from other cities that happened to be in Duluth, hopped on to, you know, Facebook, uh, what events are going on? Oh, Mm -hmm. there's something going on over here. And they had no context for the neighborhood, no history, no nothing. And they, they would, they came and, oh, wow, this is really cool. There's cool stuff going on. And, And then by the end, it was, you know, a lot more from, from Duluth itself. And how did the, um, how did the businesses react to that? Did they jump in? Yeah, they loved it because, uh, aside from the fact that, you know, it's, it's always fun to have a party. October is shoulder season for us. So we, we do have a tour, pretty good tourist trade here. So, uh, especially in the summer, um, and then we do have winter visitors as well. So the Lincoln Park Open House happened for three years in a row, and then we shifted gears and went to a summer celebration for a couple of years, and then, of course, COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're not, we're not quite sure what we're going to do this year, but mm-hmm. we're going to do something, just mm-hmm. not quite sure what it is yet. So there's so much that went on in there, but uh, that was sort of the beginnings of, of sort of the promotion and getting things going. And I'll let you a- ask me a few questions, okay. and we'll go from there. For sure, Shannon. I do have more questions, but I think we'll need to cover those in a follow-up episode because I have so much more to ask and things that listeners will want to hear about. But for now, I just want to give kudos where they belong for your seven-ish years of efforts to revitalize and breathe new life in some really inventive ways. Congratulations to you and your team for all of the tenacity and creativity that led you to where you are today. So let's wrap up our conversation by summarizing how you identified your key challenges. By listening to your community, you discovered you had an underlying perception issue. You came up with inventive ways to combat those problems, enlisted your members, drew in new businesses, and reinvented a previously struggling downtown into a thriving destination where businesses feel supported and hopefully optimistic about their future and where visitors new and old are eager to return. Well done. That is truly a wonderful success story, Shannon. Thanks so much. All right, so we're going to continue with part two of this conversation with Shannon Lang of Lincoln Park Main Street. And there we'll cover the topic of turning certain challenges like parking and food trucks into opportunities. So be sure to tune in. And in the meantime, you won't want to miss a beat. So be sure to catch every episode of the Main Street Beat by subscribing anywhere podcasts are available or get new episode alerts directly to your inbox. Just head to MainStreetNation.com to sign up. And be sure to check out all of our resources on how to drum up more business on your Main Street. 